Larry Weber is an educator, author, and naturalist, and he joins us every Friday for Backyard Almanac. Larry is on the line, and this is our first October edition of Backyard Almanac. <laughs> Officially, I know we talked about October a lot last week. We started it on Saturday, so we are la- our last talk we had was the end of September. And uh, I mentioned last time about the end of statistics for September, and I also mentioned what we get to look forward to for October. Uh, one of the things that we look for in October always is the leaf color, and we got it this week. Wow, what a week it was or is still going on. Tremendous, tremendous color, and it came on so fast. It was just spectacular. Uh, Yes, it's also gotten a little bit chillier. It may not feel like it with the 30 degrees that we have here this morning. It may not feel like it, but so far, October has been warmer than normal. Now, we'll see what happens with uh, with the forecast that you just mentioned. It's still considerably dry. We stayed less than normal precipitation in September, and so far we haven't gotten much in October. Sometimes that will tell what's going to be in the future, but uh, let's don't let's don't rush things. We got plenty more to go. Uh, days continue to get shorter, and I hope you had a chance yesterday to see the uh, spectacular uh, rainbows we had. I saw one at about four twenty. PM out over Lake Superior, and then I saw another one about an hour later, and I was uh, away from the lake at that time, but I saw another one. So yeah, we had a mixture, a little bit of precipitation, just enough with the sunlight to give some great rainbows. We are also getting a bright, beautiful moon every evening at dusk. That is the waxing gibbous moon soon to become the full moon. The official full moon is on the 9th of October, uh, but always a spectacular thing to see in autumn. And if you get out at dusk, take a look also to the east. The planet Jupiter is just as spectacular as it was last week, and it will continue. We get a lot of migration going on in October. The really big flocks of broadwing hawks coming over uh, Hawk Ridge is pretty much of of the past, but there's plenty of other raptors that are coming over. And uh, right now, sharp shin hawks have been in really good numbers. Red tail hawks, turkey vultures, bald eagle, American kestrels, they're all coming over in really good numbers. But there's plenty of other migration besides that. Every day, no matter where I am, I am going to either see or hear the flocks of Canada geese, they keep on coming across, and of course, they're almost never silent when they fly across. The uh, ducks are showing up as well, as well as swans. Those are all the, the part of the migrants. But I've been seeing this week uh, flocks of uh, other types of birds, more of the songbirds. We had in our backyard one day this week, we had a flock of crackles. Crackles are a kind of blackbird, and uh, they are also, when they flock up in migration, they are also quite loud, and the flocks tend to settle down for a while and feed on whatever they can get, and then they will move on. Uh, the flocks are often mixed with other blackbirds. It could be red-winged blackbirds, brewers' blackbirds, and rusty blackbirds, but they're often mixed with other blackbirds, and they're quite a really interesting sight to see in autumn, and we had that come through one day this week, but I mentioned last time that early October might be the best time of the whole year to see a variety of sparrows, and yes, it has 
been happening. Uh, so far in October, I have seen white crown sparrow, white throat sparrow, uh, juncos, and uh, fox sparrow. I saw that one just this morning. Uh, juncos are a kind of sparrow, though we don't use the word sparrow in their name. Uh, they're kind of grayish in color. And when they start showing up, they often show up in yards, and it's not hard to see them. Uh, some of the sparrows, as I said last time, to many people, all sparrows look the same, like, look like little brown birds. But if you take a closer look at them, you can see a variety in them. And I think uh, it's worth it. It's worth taking a closer look. And they often will show up in yards. Yesterday, the uh, flock that I saw of juncos and white throat sparrows were right there in the driveway, you know, and so they're just stopping to find whatever food they can before they move on, and they're in no particular hurry to move on. Also, migrants that we almost never see, but they do come through in pretty good numbers, are sawwet owls. A sawwet owl is a fascinating little bird. It could fit in your hand. It's one of the smallest owls that we have in the Northland. And uh, they will spend the winter, the summer further north, and then they will pass through here on their way south. Much of the time is that flight is at night in October, and the flight is often quite low. And unfortunately, we sometimes find out of uh, their presence when we find one that's been hit by a car. Hawk Ridge does a lot more than just count the raptors and the songbirds that come through in the daytime. They also have a banding station where they catch and band uh, many of these migrants, and that includes the owls. And yes, they have been recording uh, lots of, of saw-wet owls lately, and that will continue probably at least for another week. And like I say, it's a migrant that sometimes is in the hundred. They have some nights of over a hundred of them that get caught, uh, and yet we almost never see them. Another interesting phenomenon of this time is the autumn rough grouse drumming, and it's not unusual to be out walking and hear a sound that sounds like it came from last spring, and that's a rough grouse drumming, and that is the what's going on there, that is the adults that are drumming to tell the young ones that have dispersed from the family that this particular territory is taken, you're going to have to go somewhere else. Uh, in addition to getting out to see the various uh, sky phenomenon at, uh, at dusk, I've been seeing uh, big brown bats at dusk. And it seems like late in the season to see bats, especially since bats feed on insects. But out over a swamp that I go to visit at dusk, there are still insects. The water has not cooled as fast as the air, and there's still insects, and the bats have discovered those. I've also been watching a beaver as it's preparing for, for winter. And speaking of preparation for winter, this week I noted several times where snakes have been on the move. Now, snakes we don't think of much as being migratory, but in a sense they are. Snakes we only have in the Northland, we only have two kinds of snakes that are common. They are the garter snake and the red belly snake. And both of them will spend winter uh, hibernating in a location known as a hibernacula, which is usually kind of a uh, crack in the ground or under rocks or under logs and so forth. I have known cases where they were under a uh, steps of a house 
but they just go to a place and they curl up and they spend the winter there. But they have to get to that spot. And so this time is sort of a migratory time for them. And they have to travel among other places. They will travel over roads. And unfortunately, a lot of them don't make it. Uh, but it's not unusual to be out biking or to be out walking on a road and see snakes at this time of year. And that's what they're doing. They're looking for a place to go to spend the winter. Uh, still saw some butterflies this week. I saw both the yellow uh, sulfur butterfly and the white cabbage butterfly. Uh, they don't last too much longer. They also come to the uh, frost. But we have a couple other kind of October butterflies that do hibernate, and therefore they may still be active. Grasshoppers, locusts are still active. When this frost continues, we will see fewer and fewer insects, but there are some that are still out active out there. The big news, of course, with nature this week have been the trees. You know, this is one time that you cannot not notice nature. You do any kind of stepping outdoors. And wow, it is there. I have just been absolutely amazed <clears throat> getting out, well, whether it's driving or walking or whatever, and just looking around and in every direction, seeing a tremendous amount of color. The most dominant color is yellows. Yellows far surpass the reds. Trees that have yellow, it, it's easier to make yellow than it is red. Uh, what happens for the yellow is that it is present in the leaves all summer, but we never see it because there's so much more chlorophyll. But what happens this time of year is that the chlorophyll breaks up, and therefore when it breaks up, that yellow, which was present for months, finally shows up, and it is everywhere. Red maples and red oaks are the biggest trees that show red, but the most dominant, the most abundant ones are smaller ones. Cherries, dogwood, sumac, also bright red. Yesterday, I was doing some driving in Duluth, and it's interesting, along the roadside, there are many buildings and sides of the highway and so forth where there was this vine, Virginia creeper, which is also bright red. Well, red are made in the fall. Now, it's, for a long time, it was kind of a mystery. Why do they make these reds? Well, the belief is nowadays that is that red acts kind of like a sunscreen to help protect the cells inside the, inside the leaves during these uh, last days where they can still use the leaves. So anyway, there's a tremendous amount. These, this has been such a wow week. Now, get out and take a look and take a look and take a look because in another week to 10 days, we are going to experience the next phenomenon in October, and that is the leaf drop. And the leaf drop happens most of the time from about the 15th to the 20th of October. Two years ago, we experienced a leaf drop as early as about the 12th, and that's coming up. So, yeah, get out and take a look. It's absolutely spectacular, and it will continue to be that way. So, however, there is a danger <laughs> with all this beauty in the leaves. There is a danger. This almost sounds like a cliche, but it is possible at this time to not see the forest because of the trees. Now, what I mean by that is there is so much more in the woods that we just get overwhelmed by looking at the leaves of the trees that we don't see the migrating birds that might be in the forest, the thrushes and the sparrows and the kinglets and so forth. And we might not see the fungus that's in the forest as well. So anyway, as I said before, 
get out and take a look. Whatever you're doing, postpone it and get out and take a look. So take care and enjoy the weekend. Thanks so much, Larry. Really appreciate it. That is Larry Weber. Larry is an educator, author, and naturalist, and he joins us every Friday for Backyard Almanac.